This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I am an attorney who has retired from the active practice of law and now work as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, and an author and producer of these videos. We all in the insurance claims business know about the notice prejudice rule, which says that if you report a claim late, the insurer cannot deny the claim unless it can prove that regardless of the wording of its policy requiring immediate notice, that they have been prejudiced by the delay. That rule applies, but not to every claim and not under every policy. When the notice prejudice rule does not apply, can be an important part of every claims investigation. Remember that claims made and claims made in reported policies contain a date certain notice requirement. In Colorado, for example, the Colorado Supreme Court found, quote, the notice prejudice rule does not apply to a date certain notice requirement in a claims made insurance policy. In a claims made policy, the date certain notice requirement defines the scope of coverage. Thus, to excuse late notice in violation of such a requirement would rewrite a fundamental term of an insurance contract. This is Kraft versus Philadelphia Indemnity Company, a 2015 case from Colorado. The conceptual differences between occurrence and claims made liability policies lie at the core of the Colorado case. The Colorado Division of Insurance defines an occurrence policy as, quote, an insurance policy that provides liability coverage only for injury or damage that occurs during the policy term, regardless of when the claim is actually made. Close quote. Claims made policies typically contain a second type of notice requirement not found in occurrence policies the requirement that the insured provide notice of a claim within the policy period or a defined reporting period thereafter. Such a date-certain notice requirement fulfills a very different function than a prompt notice requirement found in occurrence-type CGL policies, where a prompt notice requirement serves to allow the insurer to investigate the claim and negotiate with the third party asserting the claim, the date certain notice requirement defines the temporal boundaries of the policy's basic coverage terms. Even if insurers could somehow compensate for the additional risk, Extending the notice prejudice rule to the date certain notice requirement of claims made policies 
likely would decrease the availability of this type of insurance product in Colorado. Similarly, the Ninth Circuit in Cox v. Liberty Insurance Underwriters in, the, in 2019 found for a claims-made policy giving notice within the policy period is what actually creates coverage in the first instance. The notice prejudice rule is typically applied to occurrence policies, which cover events occurring during the policy period because its application does not materially alter the insurer's risk. A professional liability insurer need not defend a law firm that failed to provide advance notice of a malpractice claim that any reasonable attorney would have foreseen, according to a New York judge, reaching its conclusion that the law firm failed to comply with the policy com condition the New York court held, quote, where an insurance policy requires notice of a potential claim, the insured must promptly notify the insurer when the insured reasonably might expect to be the subject of a malpractice claim. This notice requirement operates as a condition precedent to coverage and to the insurer's obligation to defend and indemnify. Therefore, absent a valid excuse, the insured's failure to satisfy the policy's notice requirement vitiates the policy, and the insurer need not show prejudice in order to assert the defense of noncompliance. Similarly, in Ohio, in Wendy's International versus Illinois Union Insurance, a 2007 case from the Southern District of Ohio, the Southern District found that the Notice Prejudice Rule, although it was adopted by the Supreme Court of Ohio for certain types of cases, did not apply because the Miscellaneous Errors and Omission Liability Policy issued to Wendy's by Illinois Union was a claims-made form, and the policy provided that the insured as a condition precedent to the obligations of the company under this policy shall give written notice to the company immediately but in no event later than 60 days after the end of the policy period of any claim made against the insured. Close quote. Enforcing the requir reporting requirement, the court held that, quote, reading the contract as a whole, the notice provision in the policy provides a strict reporting requirement. Accordingly, the court finds that plaintiffs were required to strictly comply with the notice provision of the contract, and the notice prejudice rule does not apply to the policy. Plaintiffs' failure to comply with the policy's notice provision bars recovery. Summary judgment was granted in favor of the insurer, 
where the insureds did not give the insurer written notice for two losses until six and 15 months after they occurred. This is uh, a New York State case called U.S. PAC Network versus Travelers. The court rejected the insured's argument that the word prompt was ambiguous and ruled that absent any excuse or mitigating circumstances for the delays, the notices were not prompt as a matter of law. The notice prejudice rule, as effective and as reasonable as it is for occurrence-type policies, simply does not fit within Congress's apparent intent in mandating internal claims procedure to minimize the number of frivolous ERISA lawsuits, promote the consistent treatment of benefit claims, provide a non-adversarial dispute resolution process, and decrease the cost and time of claim settlement. Consider Maycar versus Healthcare Corp, a uh, 1989 Fourth Circuit decision. The court stated further that, quote, it would hardly make sense to permit the filing of a late appeal in light of the internal claims procedure's aims of consistency and economy. This is Terry versus Bayer Corp, a First Circuit decision in 1998. Adopting the argument to apply the notice prejudice rule would reduce consistency in determinations and national consistency, further permitting appeals well after the time for them has passed can only increase the cost and time of the settlement process. The exhaustion requirement and several of its underlying policy goals would be undercut by an extension of state law prejudice rule to ERISA appeals. The Seventh and Ninth Circuits have agreed that state common law notice prejudice rules do not apply to ERISA appeals. New Hampshire has never suggested that its notice prejudice rule applies to ERISA appeals. The state has only applied the doctrine where the facts involve an initial claim made in an occurrence-based insurance policy. For claims-made policies, the notice prejudice rule does not apply because applying it would be tantamount to an extension of coverage which would, in effect, rewrite the contract between the two parties. Consider Sletton v. St. Paul Fire and Marine, a 1989 decision of the Arizona Supreme Court. This video was adapted from my book, Zelma on Insurance Claims, Part 104. Available as both a Kindle book and as a paperback from Amazon.com and also available through my website, Zalma.com, at the link to the Insurance Claims Library. If you found this video to be useful, please refer it, since it's free, 
to your colleagues and if you wish to be informed about further videos and blog posts subscribe to my blog so that you can learn about every video and blog post i publish usually on a five day a week basis thank you again for your attention